Welcome to the Fleet Geeks podcast. We're here to help develop fleet and transport professionals. Do you want to progress and develop your skills and knowledge? We promise to bring lively conversation and debate around interesting issues and keep you bang up to date with changes in our awesome industry. The Fleet Geeks are a community of professionals and if you enjoy the podcast, why not join the discussion for free in the Fleet Geek community over on Facebook? I think it's going to be an interesting one. What are the checks that you should carry out on an operator before you agree to go on the the, uh, the license, the operator's license? Where to start on this mm. one? To be perfectly yeah. honest, it's uh, it's a big thing, isn't it? it putting is, your name on an yeah, operator's license. Yeah, it is. Uh, and and you know, I always make sure that uh, to the candidates for the transport manager that if they're going to be coming a transport manager it's a license to practice and that license to practice can can be you know you can have that uh dealt with by the traffic commissioner if, if you don't get it right as a transport manager but off, off, you know sometimes as a transport manager you're a part of a you're a small cog in a big wheel so uh you've got to be you know do your due diligence in terms of the operator so i guess you you two guys will know more about the etm kind of uh, thing the external transport manager uh, because this is where your transport, your, your, the company that you're going to work for is also your customer, isn't they? So it's, it's, a, it's a tricky relationship. If I'm an employed transport manager, then you know, I, it's my employer, but you, you, it's a customer, really. It's a different relationship, isn't it? Do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think it is a different relationship. It's in it's a it's a tricky one, and I think I think the traffic commissioner recognises that when in the way that they deal with external transport managers, because there's an element of a conflict of interest. I think because when you're when you've got a ETM client or sorry an external transport management client, if they're a bill payer and you're a part time a part time employee, so to speak, as you're as you're their TM, there's this conflict between making sure you get paid and not not pu- not becoming so unpopular that they want yeah. to get rid of you, um, which is which is a bit of a challenge. But th- that's kind of an age old challenge of the compliance role, isn't it? Of this profit against productivity and profit against compliance, uh, which causes a, an element of conflict. But I think I think certainly as an ETM, I think you've got to be very very confident of an operator or of the directors of a of a business before you're willing to put your name on that operator's license. Or at least you need to do your due diligence mm. and you need to have a very watchful eye for the first little while and ensure that you've got plenty of documentation yeah. in place. If there's any standards that fall short of your expectations in the early days, that you need to ensure they're well documented, I would say, is a, is a, is a good thing. Because Definitely. no one's perfect straight away, are they, off the bat? And, uh, I, you know, essentially, if it was simple and straightforward, then actually the transport manager role would be negligible anyway that the whole point is that it's not an easy thing so uh, therefore the expectation that, uh, that that an operator is compliant straight off the bat is uh, is unlikely there is going to be an element of having to having to work with them but I think there needs to be the documentation in place for an example a great example would be to do an audit up front um, and then you have an action plan over the next yeah. 12 months mm. for example so you can propose as that forward plan yeah. with an audit that's an interesting concept where, you know, how many other businesses, uh, the relationship between the ETM and the, you know, the, the traffic commissioner wants that as a, as a, as a, as it, as they would an employed person. But interesting that you would audit a customer. How many of us in, in business would order a customer before we, will we start? But yeah, we essentially, we've got to do that. But for a moment there, Pete, I thought you was talking about sort of relationships or marriage rather than, <laughs> well, it's it a, a bit like a marriage. It's it a bit like a marriage. Yeah. You know, you, you're essentially, you're essentially, you know, um, 
put putting your name in, in binding yeah. legally to you, that you operator. You can put your name to risk without knowing it. If you don't do yeah. due diligence, you're right. So it's yeah. the checks. I, I like to do an audit on, on an operator as well, just to. It gives you so much information, doesn't it? It's yeah. okay, and it, it needs to be quite structured to find out what you need to know. There's no point putting your name on something and then finding out they haven't got the financial standing, for example. Yeah. Yeah. I would suggest Six even as an line. internal, as an internal, it's not a bad shout to it's, ask. No, no. To ask yeah. to have an audit. It, it, it would show some, you know, it would show certainly that the person in, who's, who's sat in front of you on an interview is is uh, serious about the job when, you know, they say, well, look, Lena, see, I'm going to put my name on your your license. I know you're going to employ me and you're going to, you know, pay me, give me a cut, whatever. It's, but, you know, I, I want to make sure that that license, that, 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 uh, that, Certificate practice, you know, that license to practice is safe. How many people even ask for the OCRS score? I know, oh, I what a great it. shout that is, yeah. You know, on an interview. Yeah. Do people ask for that? Yeah. I know. I, I, haven't, I haven't done in the past. No, but I, I certainly, out of um, uh, certainly having a few bloody noses over the years, I think, um, you know, there's definitely a, a case for asking for the OCRS and having a having a look at that. Yeah, that tells what a they story. Are. Yeah. yeah, that tells a story. All of the recent incidents and and, and what's happened there, the MOT pass rate report from from yeah. any investigations from, from that yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, inter I'm interested. Really, uh, you know, I probably get some uh, adverse comments on this. Trying to be a little bit controversial, but. Uh, as an, an operator employing an ETM, it's a almost sometimes a little bit of a distress purchase, isn't it? No, it's normally as a result of something happening. Um, yeah. Whereas a, an internal transport manager it will be a, a case of somebody's left or somebody's gone to a different job or moved up the ladder, as it were, and that's backfilling that position. But I'm guessing with an ETM, occasionally you guys will find that it's it potentially is a, is a, is a distress purchase. Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor the Fleet Geeks podcast. Flagship Partners offer a range of consultancy and training services to ensure that our customers remain compliant and have the best possible knowledge to be able to fulfill their work. If you're interested in support with any of our safety, HR or compliance services, or you want to train to be a transport manager or need driver CPC training, give us a call today. There can be there can be a bit of a blame game as well, mm. can't there? Because someone's not been there as well. Then, mm. uh, so you don't actually always perhaps get the full story because it's always <laughs> their fault. They're not here yeah. anymore. Yeah, or the last guy didn't, uh, you know, didn't leave any paperwork. Or, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing that's a, a a lot to wade through. So, what sort of what sort of things can we do then as as, as transport managers, as professionals, uh, when we when we're looking at the our operators? What? I think looking to see what systems and processes we got in place as well. Mm. You know, some operators may have. Nothing. Other operators might have proper policies, handbooks, etc. Uh, and just making sure, just have a look at some maintenance documents. There might be a, there might be a PMI sheet with twenty defects on it that have not been rectified. Yeah. There's so many things you can look at. The clue is when you say, "Can I have a look at your maintenance records?" and they say, yeah. huh? <laughs> <laughs> "That's an issue." I think I think that's the thing. Certainly, we've we've um, we've had some experience with that, haven't we, Jamie? Where you've gone into been invited into an operator and it's always the fault of the previous transport yeah, manager isn't it stick up for themselves yeah. and you soon find out that actually those directors aren't the easiest people to work no, with yeah. the, the um, transport probably left because he can't get yeah, can't because get he's not he been able to get the traction yeah because yeah, he's not been able to he's get not the traction gonna, not going to yeah. sit there any longer so it's um, yeah it's a difficult balancing act there are always two uh, two sides to every story isn't there Definitely, I think yeah. that's really important to keep in mind but essentially an, an, an audit is a great way to have a really transparent look at an operator yeah. and, and, and it's yeah, it covers a lot of the stuff uh, that you'd want to be looking at. But you'd certainly want to be looking at what we've already mentioned, OCRS and MOT report. You'd want to be looking at the, um, 
you'd want to be having a check of the forward planner for maintenance and then probably looking at some of the uh, maintenance documentation to ensure that the services have been happening when they yeah. should have been happened and has there is there a defect rectification process in place you probably only need to look at one or two vehicle files mm, yeah. to be able to ascertain yeah, you that get a feel for it wouldn't you yeah, yeah. absolutely and then start to understand yeah. what um you know what 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 taco analysis systems in place even down to do you know what even down to financial standing i, mm. I think it's going to be especially for the etm well for, well, for both really um, perhaps, perhaps if it's for an internal, perhaps they won't want to share that mm. at interview stage, obviously. But for an ETM, it's definitely that's that's definitely something that should be looked. At. I'd I'd also venture that uh, you know a bit of a bit more secret squirrel stuff. You can go on the .gov website, look at the Office of the Traffic Commissioner, yeah. search out A's and D's if there's only been anything in the applications and decisions. You can through the find a vehicle operator uh, setup, you can actually find the history of the license as well. So if they've been to a, a PI. Yeah. Uh, or if they've had an application refused, you can you can find that history quite fairly easily online. Uh, and I'd probably also suggest having a look at their company history if they're a limited company in uh, on on the again on the .gov website, but all through Companies House. You have a look at see if they've changed the directors a lot. Uh, you know that's always a sign, sign for me really that yeah. And, and and there's definitely that element of due diligence which we will do on our on our customers regularly, which is. Company's house search, director's name search is an Make important one yeah, as well. Definitely so you check the director's name search because you want to see the history on them. This is all the stuff that the traffic commissioner will do themselves whenever there's an application anyway. Uh, but essentially they're going to check the director's names. You want to check confirmation statements in date. You want to check that accounts have been filed. You can actually see companies' accounts as well. Yeah, Obviously, it's, it's yeah. rare that you'll get the full detail, but no. you'll be able to see the solvency level of a company. Exactly, yeah. So, which, um, funnily enough, we're, we're talking... We're doing this podcast on uh, on a day where we've been doing finance for the uh, transport manager exam, and uh, yeah, you'd look at somebody's balance sheet, uh, you know, look at their accounts, and uh, that will give you an indication whether they will meet the financial standing requirements. So that's a that's a tricky. I'm guessing you know that will be a tricky question to have or tricky conversation to have with a with a company uh, or an operator. You know, how's your financial standing? You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think more and more these days, though, I think interviews have become more two sided or at least I like to think that they should be two-sided. They should be very much a, a you fit for me as much as I'm fit for yeah. you. And I certainly yeah. think the higher the calibre of transport manager, the more they're going to be looking to see if the operator is a good fit for them. Yes, yeah, definitely. Again, it's like any relationship, isn't it? It's a two-way thing. It's not a, you know, you know, it's not a gentleman trying to choose a lady wife, or you know, it's it's you, it's a, it has to fit for both of you, doesn't it? So, yeah, I think absolutely. it's a good. Uh, and I think I think that it's that there's ways of doing it where you're not offensive as mm, well. I think yeah. I think you've got to have that level of uh, understanding that actually you might ask a few awkward questions of an operator before you wanted to put your name on the O license. Yeah, and I guess they 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 will hopefully they will be expecting that as well. If they, yeah, absolutely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you shouldn't be afraid to ask no uh, certain questions because, like you say, it's, it's your name that's going to be on the license. On the li- yeah, you you realise the severity of that, and uh, you know when that comes home to you that, that that's what you're putting at uh, putting at risk. Then uh, I think it's it's you, you would be foolish not to ask at least yeah, a definitely. few. Uh, so there we go. Questions. Let's have a let's have a quick recap then. So top tips pre-interview. You're going to do due diligence on the company's house and the find a vehicle operator, cross-checking directors' names and the company name and the O license number against any public inquiries. You're then going to attend the interview and potentially ask about financial standing and those kinds of things. 
and then probably post offer you would start to look at maybe doing an audit and checking uh, checking bits and pieces like vehicle maintenance and driver management history those kinds of things prior to being satisfied is that enough due diligence oh yeah we mentioned OCRS as well we OCRS, mentioned MOT yeah. uh, MOT pass rate to monitor speaking to drivers if you're there as well that's not a bad show. Yeah, 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 it, yeah, it may be a biased view, but uh, yeah. yeah, you might go to the driver that's just had the worst fifteen-hour yeah. shift. Yeah. <laughs> What's this job like? But it is worth speaking to the driver. Yeah. Isn't it? He might he might say it's absolutely fantastic. Google them. You know? Google them. It's yeah. a, last look on the look on the drivers, uh, you know, forums as well, and you know, see if there's any mention of them. There's always uh, quite often the drivers forums. You know, they'll ask each other, "Have you worked here? What's it like?" You know, they do kind of in a way the drivers doing the due diligence on the uh, on the operator before they yeah. they sign up. You know, what's it like? What's the pay like? What's the hours like, etc. Yeah. Absolutely. So have a look, see if there's anything. So uh, basically, as much information <laughs> as you can, can get. And I think I think go pre-prepared and ask yeah. ask some questions. What. You know, when you think about an employer, whether it's as an ETM as an employer or, or a customer in our case when we work with an operator, it's always good to ask those things around, well, what are your values and how do you make mm. how do you make decisions in your business? How do you communicate change? You know, all those things that are important to you as a as a member of the team, ask those questions. I think I'm I always welcome that kind of thing. When someone turns up to an interview with me, and they're very considered in their approach and they you know they clearly value their own repute and they value their own professionalism that increases the level of their value to oh, yeah. no end yeah. i think i think you've got to be very brave yeah yeah absolutely yeah no i, t- I totally agree and I think there's a lot of that, there's good some good stuff in there so it's a good good uh, some good some good advice there for anybody who's who's listening thinking about becoming an etm or becoming uh, you know, or, or transport, or qualifying for a transport to be a transport manager as an employed transport manager. Same thing supplied. Uh, absolutely, they? I think yeah. I think we'd be interested in your feedback. I would. So if there's any feedback, please. Yeah, say, uh, I think if, comments. Also, if anybody's you know in a, in another profession, um, I don't know what it's like. You know, I've not had any experience in the, the legal profession or in the. Uh, accountancy profession but do other professionals do this kind of level of diligence when they take their clients on I'm sure they do uh, so it'd be interesting to find out that uh, you know what, what sort of thing goes on there absolutely brilliant thank you chaps thank you very much thank you everyone for listening stay safe see you, you soon. soon yeah see you soon I hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did please share with your friends and colleagues too join us for free on Facebook with the Fleet Geeks community for transport and fleet managers Fleet Geeks offers ongoing professional development networking and mentoring too so get in touch with me Pete Rushmer on any social media platform to find out more